Yo, what's going on everyone? Happy to have you all here. Uh, before we start the stream, obviously there's some very terrible things going on in the world right now, and I've put some links to some fundraisers below uh, where you guys can donate. So I don't want any super chats today. Please hold all of those. If you are going to super chat, just go to any of the links below and consider donating to those families. Um, if you aren't comfortable with that and you want to donate to something else, like an animal shelter or something, I provided a couple links to some BC Children's Hospitals, uh, Children's Hospitals, and some animal shelters as well. So uh, feel free to uh, donate to any of those. This is some some trying times that we're going through, and uh, change definitely needs to happen, especially as I sit here in Canada and, uh, you know, all comfy and cozy, you know, and, and I see everything that's going on in, in the States, and uh, I feel for you guys. I love you guys. Uh, Mark isn't going to be here on the show today, so we're going to react to something that someone sent me this link a while ago, and I think I've seen this interview back in, oh, man, I must have been like a teenager or something like that. Uh, I don't think it was released in 2012, so I think it was like 2004, maybe even somewhere around there. Uh, we're going to watch it. It's going to be fun. It's unscripted, and uh, we also have a special guest at the end of this uh, live stream, You know, maybe in like 20 or 25 minutes. This won't be a full hour thing, I don't think, and uh, we'll have him on the show just for a little bit, and then, um, yeah, that'll be it. So um, let's get started. Let's watch. I haven't watched this since i seen it as a, I don't know, a little kid or something like that. So I've also put the link to the description, uh, the link in the description to the video. Let's go ahead and watch. It's by Movie Phone. Hi, I'm Hayden Christensen, and welcome to Movie Phone Unscripted. I'm here with the one and only George Lucas, and we're going to interview each other using your questions. Let's get started. Are you ready, George? I am ready. Let's go. At what point in planning Star Wars did you decide Darth Vader was going to be the central character? Well, to be very honest with you, when I wrote the very, very first script, it was about um, Anakin Starkiller and his two kids. Starkiller. Starkiller. And uh, he was a... You guys remember that video I made? Jedi. Covered it. And um, there were remnants of that that sort of found its way into the final Star Wars. So I, I would say right from the very beginning, Darth Vader was a central character. I see, I see. Very interesting. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that. How did it feel to wear the Darth Vader costume for the first time? And were the shorts tight or were they okay? <laughs> Tell me. This is a question I don't know. Does Darth Vader wear briefs or does he wear shorts? You'd like to know, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, <I> would. <laughs> he actually goes commando. <laughs> um, it it was exhilarating. I uh, if you didn't know, Hayden you know, wore the suit and, and, in Episode Three. And being given the task of, of of playing the connective tissue into Darth Vader to get to actually put on the costume uh, meant meant a lot of finality and closure, and that 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 was a very emotional experience for me. Um, so though it was very empowering and and all that good stuff. Uh, there was a certain hint of sadness as well. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch you get back up there and storm around on the set. Yeah. It's been a long time since that happened. Yeah, it was, it was good fun. I mean, what was most fun actually was to watch other people take Invader for the first time because you could see the excitement in their eyes and, and, and that awe and, and a tinge of fear as well. <laughs> Why did you start in the middle of the Star Wars story and then go back to the beginning? 
Well, originally Star Wars was one simple little movie based on a Saturday matinee serial. The idea was that you came in, you saw episode four, you know what happened before, you know what happened after. Uh, the original script, the, it was one script. It started with Darth Vader coming in the front door. It ended with Darth Vader throwing the Emperor down the tube. Um, and hmm. so you got a much better picture of the tragedy of Darth Vader, which is what it was really about. When I started writing, it got too big. I didn't have the money. I would never get a studio to do it. So I just took the first third and decided I'd make that into a movie, and I would come back to the other two parts later, uh, which is why I ended up with sequel rights, because I was determined to see to it that that all got finished, that, that movie that I started with. Um, I started in the middle. It was episode four right from the beginning, because I don't like beginnings. You know, I um, like to cut right into the middle of the action. That's kind of what we do on Indiana Jones. It's kind of what I do on American Graffiti. It's just, you know, I like to. St I don't like to do the exposition part. Right. Um, but if you start in episode four, you still have to write the backstory, the exposition, in order to know where you're going. You do a little profile on each of the characters, who they are, where they came from, what their feelings are about things. And in this case, the sort of polit political atmosphere of the Republic and the Empire, how did the Republic become the Empire, and everybody's role in that. And that's really what was the backstory. When I finished Star Wars, I figured that was it, you know, once I finished uh, Return of the Jedi. And I never really expected to go back and turn the, the backstory into a movie. But um, as time went on and I realized that the icon of the evil Darth Vader so sort of overwhelmed his character that the idea that he is actually a tragic character kind of got, it's there, but it got lost a little bit, overwhelmed, I should say. Yeah. And um, so by going back and, and uh, telling Darth Vader's story, telling the whole story right from the very beginning, I was able to get the full range of all the things that were going on and how everything fit together. I see. This is from Bay I wonder if he wrote Qui-Gon. If you could bring one uh, thing from the Star Wars world into the real four. world, what would it be? Ooh, that's an easy one. Uh, definitely the lightsaber. <laughs> um, I gotta say, it was it, it, it was one of the real uh, pleasures of putting on a costume every day was to attach that lightsaber to the belt and and and, and just know that it was there. Um, you know, I, I believe your son Jet has an interest in maybe working on it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, there's a great line in in in, in this last film where uh, where Obi Wan uses a gun and he's like. It's so uncivilized. There, there is something elegant about the lightsaber, um, and, and and the noise it makes, and, and just the glow. It's, uh, it's and it's, it's fun to thrash around with. It's fun to thrash around with. Absolutely. <laughs> this one's from Yoda four three zero one five. George, what can you tell us about Yoda's species and the character's off-screen history? Well, Yoda, uh, you should know better than I do. I mean, the truth about Yoda is that in the original movie. Um, Obi-Wan went to the very end of the film, and uh, Yoda didn't exist. So Interesting. Um, as I got through starting to shoot the movie, episode four, I realized that when I came to the end battle, that Obi-Wan had nothing to do but sit around and watch the battle like Princess Leia. And then in the next film, he basically sat around and taught Luke how to use the Force and things. I felt that his character had become so strong the way Alec Guinness had presented it that I really couldn't do that. He was too noble, so I had to kill him off. So when I killed him off, uh, I had to replace him 
when I got to the second movie. And I could do certain things by having him come back as a ghost from the force um, because I had decided to kill him off in a metaphysical way rather than a physical way. And, um, but I couldn't do everything. I needed a physical body there to do things. And so I needed something and I created Yoda who was two feet tall large with green ears interesting but to be very honest with you i never really figured out where he came from what his species is called it doesn't even have a name and maybe it's somewhere but i don't know what it is so he's a mystery character he's a magical character he has no background he comes and he goes uh, he's the subversive secret mysterious stranger that enters the film and then exits at the end this is from Raiden 12. I didn't know this. How did you feel when you first saw yourself edited into the end of Return of the Jedi? Well, I got a real kick out of it, you know. I, uh, I, I, I remember I, the moment. I wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity to see myself standing next to Alec Guinness. And, and that was neat for me. It, it, it allowed me to be in the original trilogy as well. Uh, and I feel just more in, embedded in, 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 in this saga. Uh, so I, 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 really, I really liked it. Well, I'm, I'm glad. You, it was added in because uh, it's a way of uh, finishing off the entire series. The idea was that uh, you, your inner person would go back to where we left it off. When it turned to the dark side, uh, you know, when you got burned up and everything, but before you got burned up. So when you come back to the, the good side of the force, that it's your former persona that survives, not the Darth Vader persona. I read an article that says you want to make non-narrative films. What kind of films do you mean? Well, the films I'm going to work on are more experimental and a little hard to describe. Um, I worked with a filmmaker, Godfrey Reggio, on a kind of abstract films. One of them that I helped produce was called Powakwatsi. When I grew up in San Francisco here, I was a big fan of the uh, Kenyan cinema sort of underground films, Jordan Belson, Scott Bartlett, people like that. And when I went to film school, they taught us uh, film montage. The head of the department had been right before I got there, uh, a man named Vorkapich who'd worked with Eisenstein, who really dealt with pure film in the silent movie sense and montage and how you tell stories and, and things without being linear and literal about it. So I'm going to go back to that kind of filmmaking. I think. Uh, it's hard to describe now what that is because, quite frankly, there's not much of it out there. Mm -hmm. Well, I look forward to it. What is your favorite scene from the entire Star Wars saga? That's a very tough question. And you there's a lot of scenes that I like. I would say I'm still partial to the end battle in Episode Four. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very exciting, and still for me, it has the same energy that it had when I first made it. It's a favorite of mine as well. This is from Ashley, and she says, Hayden, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and it always seems like you get asked the same questions in interviews. What question have you grown the most tired of answering? I have to say one that I get a lot is, is how am I going to deal with the possible typecasting that I might encounter in the future from, from being in a, in a film like this and from playing such an iconic role? And quite frankly, I've had enough of it. <laughs> I, uh, it's not a question I can really answer, you know? Um, I can't, I can't. To say, I'm going to spend the rest of my life making blockbuster movies and billions of dollars. I mean, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. I'm sure that will go over well. <laughs>
Which of the Star Wars characters do you most identify with and why? Well, I think uh, originally I identified with Luke when I started the, the whole series. As I got into the new series, um, I think I began to identify with Yoda since I got a lot older. I'm <laughs> 743 years old now. Uh, so I can identify with him more than when I was young and, and Luke's age when I started out this whole thing. If you didn't play Anakin, what other character from Star Wars would you want to be? I have, I have to say that I've always been a big Boba Fett fan. Uh, huh. I, I, uh, I don't right. know. There's something about being a bounty hunter that, that, that just is innately cool. <laughs> um, and just the look of the character is great and, 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 and the voice, you know, uh, resonates well. I say your film is an independent film. My friend says it's too big of a movie to be independent. Who's right? Well, it all depends on what you classify as independent. Some people have sort of gotten in their mind that the budget determines whether you're independent or not, um, which I'm not sure that's what the idea means. Uh, I classify independent as being independent from outside forces or influences or uh, corporate pressure to do things that are against your nature as an artist. Yep. I have been extremely lucky. I have been pretty much independent from the very first time I started making movies. Part of it was because I was up here and out of the way in San Francisco and nobody bothered to worry about the movies because they were so small. And then by the time I got to Star Wars, I was working in England and that was too far away for them to deal with. They did come in and cause a huge amount of trouble at the end after the films were finished. Uh, but by the time we got to DVDs, I was able to put them back the way I wanted them. And so I have managed to keep my original visions of all my films intact. Uh, and once I did Star Wars, uh, the main reason that I stepped down from directing and became kind of the overall executive producer was that I also at the same time had to build up the companies and get a, uh, a financial paradigm working that would allow me to not have to go back to the studios anymore, that I could be free of you know, begging for money. And so I've never had to go back to the studio. I've been able to make the movies exactly the, I want, the way I want. Um, when I did episode one, you know, there was a lot of people around in various departments that were very upset. They said that I was going to destroy the series because nobody wanted to see a movie about a nine-year-old boy. Uh, I'm sure that if I had been in the studio, they wouldn't have let me do that. I'm sure a lot of the fans might have appreciated that. <laughs> but I wanted to tell the story of Anakin. I wanted to start it with him as a nine-year-old boy. And even though it wasn't the most popular decision, it was my decision, and it was the way I wanted to do it. Yep. And that, I think, is what determines what independent means. 100%. What's next for the Star Wars mythology, George? Well, the saga is now finished. As I say, it starts with um, Anakin as an eight-year-old. It ends when Anakin dies. And the story is really about Anakin. We are going to do a TV series. <laughs> it's been out in little bits and pieces as the Clone Wars. It'll continue as the Clone Wars. Oh, cool. It's going to be a it's 3D before. animated series, about a half an hour long. It's going to deal with all of the heroes and Yoda and everybody and villains uh, during the period of the Clone Wars. Uh, we're doing another live action show, which is which involves incidental characters, very minor characters in the Star Wars saga. That's a wrap. This is the Underworld AOL Show? Movie phone. Just remember the movie opens May 19th, and uh, hopefully we'll see you all there. Goodbye. All right. Oh, my God, dude.
This is before episode three came out. Ah, oh, this is when he was gonna do the live action too. Oh man, that really takes me back. What do you guys think? Guys, I really appreciate you not sending super chats today. Uh, just send them to the links below. Appreciate it. Mr. Memes, thank you. It was Rule of Two tonight. No, Rule of Two won't be happening tonight, man. It's just it's just me tonight, but we're going to get a special guest in in a, in a few minutes here. Uh, I just watched this again last week. I love seeing Jordan Hayden happy and laughing together. Me too. It, it, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I saw this. It must have been like 2004. Um if I did even see it then, which I think I did, but it's really nice to see George explain his movies and explain everything the way he saw fit, you know, and, and what I really respect about him, you know, among many things is that he's a pioneer, you know, he went in there and he made a movie the way he wanted to make it, despite how fans might want him to make it or a studio wants him to make it or whatever, you know, he, that, that takes cojones, you know, that, that, that that's cool. I like that. And I, I think if more people did that, they wouldn't be so influenced by studios and things like that who don't really know a story when it's being told by one person who originated it, which is what George did. And I think I, I really respect him for that. I think it's really cool. Um, we're going to go ahead and call in a guest right now. So hold for one moment just before we end this stream. Hold on, hold on. I'm setting it up. All right. Oh well, we'll do it old school. We'll do it. We'll do it a makeshift way, like this. Here we go. What up, dude? What's up? You alive? I am. I am alive. Yeah, you are alive. What's going on, man? So the fans want to know what's going on with uh, what's going on with everything, everything regarding episode dose.
Well, we have. Yeah, we have. We've been taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I was going to make a video and talk to you all about this um, by, like, you know, in a while. Uh, but I figured, you know, we just get Danny on the phone right now and we can just have a little chat and say that, hey, you know, we are working on episode two. We're working on everything. Um, all of this, this whole COVID stuff, everything has given us, the positive of it is it's given us more time to really now deconstruct the script even more and... Um, you know, we, we were talking about earlier, we, we're like the, oh, I forgot their name now, Avengers? Oh, yeah, we're like the Rousseaus for the for Star Wars fan films. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe one day. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're working on it. It's, a, it's, it's moving, man. I mean, I, I can't really say too much without giving too much away, but yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, but um, we're actually gonna hop on a call after this live chat, and you guys can't hear. The volume is low. That's strange. I don't know if there's anything I can do about that. No, I don't think so. All right, talk. How about now? I'll talk a little louder. I guess. Maybe that works. Just in case. Who knows. My wife tells me that I talk too softly sometimes, so. <laughs> well, anyways, I guess this was a fail, but whatever. You guys know what's going on. We're we're trying to get uh, trying to get some some good script action going. And um, damn, I don't really think this through. I'm like, there's nothing I can really talk about. Um, well, okay, what's what's we can reveal one thing. What's one thing you want to see in episode two? What's one thing I want to see, what's or the fans want to see? What's one thing you want to see? I want to see. I want to see some more getting inside the Vader, the helmet of Darth Vader. I yeah. want to know what's going on up there. Yeah, it's a weird place. It's a dark place, and especially in this time. A lot of people have said, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we've we've gotten so many movies about Vader. We have six movies about Vader, but it's like not really. You know, we have movies about Vader trying to turn Luke, but we don't have movies about Vader turning from Anakin into the Darth Vader that we all know, and that's what we're trying to portray in, in the Vader fan film and just have some fun with it. So um, totally. the character you guys are going to see whenever we do start shooting, which will be in the foreseeable future or unforeseeable future at some point, um, I can't even fly to the States right now anyways, so it's there's a ban on the border. But once we do, it, it'll be something that will let you guys into the mind of, Anakin and Vader put together and this constant confusion and inability yeah. to really know who he is and what he it's wants. stuck in limbo right now. Yeah. You know? So, it'll be cool. He doesn't want the Jedi, but he also doesn't want the Sith right now, so. Yeah, there's only one thing he wants. Padme. Padme Amidala. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are you guys saying how long will episode 2 be um well we can go into details on that but we don't know yet for now um, yeah that's that's kind of impossible to tell at the moment i mean i'm yeah. guessing it'll be anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes but 
who knows yeah we we might shoot um episode two and three in one shot and then you know uh use all the funds for episode two and then save up money and, and do the vfx and all that stuff for episode three and release that maybe a year later or maybe even six months later who knows so um that's an idea we have as well is the first vader episode animation or live action it's where have you been man what you haven't seen it it's live action i'm super excited can't wait to see it i'm going to see it in there's theaters. a stars of the past version watching your your stream oh my goodness i don't know <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool to make a uh, animation of it. Well, guys, that was pr pretty much it. We're just gonna now go over the script, so I'm gonna end the stream, and uh, we'll catch you guys in a little bit. Thank you so much, everyone. Love you all, and may the force be with you.